Hello, and welcome to Effectively Wild Baseball Prospectus Daily Podcast for Thursday, August 16th. We have a great show for you today, perhaps the best show. A show so spectacular that we you get your hopes way, 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 way up. I'm joined, as always, by Ben Lindbergh. Ben, what kind of tea are you drinking tonight? Green. Okay. Do you have a topic to talk about? I do. Uh, I'd like to talk about Melky Cabrera. I also uh, actually would like to talk about Melky Cabrera. Um, we should probably know Felix Hernandez also threw a perfect game. If you have anything that you want to say about that, you might want to just get that out of the way quickly. It was quite impressive. I think that what is impressive is that um, I learned today that everybody likes Felix Hernandez. And that's actually pretty rare. It seems to me that um, that every player from the moment he joins the league is on a um, gradual trajectory toward being disliked. And uh, it's great to see that Felix Hernandez has been in the league for, I think, nine years now or so and is still uh, beloved. Um, so that's great. It did touch not, off another not nine years, seven or eight years, it whatever. Did touch off another round of should Felix be traded? I think mostly ironic, though. Mm, maybe, partly. Um, Melky Cabrera, do you want to talk about Melky Cabrera and your experience with Melky Cabrera? Yeah. Uh, so for the last week or so, I have been in the very unfamiliar position. And I guess also placed you in the somewhat unfamiliar position of being kind of aware of some big baseball news before it broke. Uh, this rarely happens to me. Uh, I write about baseball for a living, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I know about anything that is about to happen before anyone else does. Uh, there have been times occasionally when I've had some sort of tip-off just before the rest of the world found out, but never any sort of uh, days-long lead time. Uh, because, you know, there are people who write about baseball who are newsbreakers, and neither of us is that, and I never will be that. Uh, and these people who devote themselves to newsbreaking and have spent many years cultivating a, a network of contacts uh, are very well equipped for that. And I am much less well equipped for that. It's not something I've, I've ever tried to pursue. Uh, but even were I to pursue it, I don't think I would necessarily be very well suited for it. Uh, but eight days ago, uh, so the, the Cabrera suspension news came out uh, yesterday, if you're listening to this now, uh, the day it came out. So it, the news came out Wednesday. The Tuesday before that, as in eight days before that, I was told by a source whom I know pretty well and, and trust uh, that Cabrera had tested positive for some sort of PED and was either appealing or, or going through some sort of review process that wasn't very clear. Um, and that that's why the Giants had kind of abruptly broken off uh, talks with him about an extension, I believe, that day. Uh, so I, I believe the story because 
it seemed reasonable given the timing of, of the end of those talks and the fact that I trusted the source and that my source's source, uh, the source had heard about it, I guess, second or third hand, uh, seemed like someone who would know. Uh, it was very believable. And so I was in the position of deciding what to do about that, if anything, which is not really something I've dealt with before. So I talked to you about it, and I talked to some other people at BP about it who uh, are better connected than I am. And for the last week or so, I, I wouldn't say I've been agonizing over what to do about it or even thinking about it all that much, but it's been on my mind uh, knowing that this news or believing that this news was about to break at any moment. Uh, so, I mean, the second I, I heard about it, I won't say there, was, there wasn't some tiny part of me uh, whose impulse was to just take to Twitter and tell the whole world. Uh, because even though breaking news is not something I aspire to do or, or likely will ever do with any regularity, when something that newsworthy falls into your lap, I think there's some temptation to, to try to capitalize on it, um, both for yourself and for whatever outlet you work for. There have been times when some big news has been broken by someone who doesn't traditionally do that. Um, for instance, the, the Zach Greinke trade from the Royals to the Brewers was was memorably, or at least to me, memorably broken by Jim Breen, who was uh, just a Brewers blogger, um, who really had no track record of, of breaking any big news, but he did, and he called the package exactly. And and after some initial skepticism, he was proven correct and, and was at least briefly internet famous for having done that. Um, so, you know, there was some temptation for once in my life to send out a, a tweet that started with heard this and wasn't ironic, um, you know, to, to, to say some sort of, uh, you know, heard from a source or hearing that, the sort of tweet that I have never sent and, and probably never will. Uh, but So why, uh, why did you not? Well, to do that would probably be to break every rule of responsible journalism there is. Um, you know, I mean, people tend not to report things or at least something of this nature unless they have uh, a very, you know, they're very secure in their sourcing and have multiple sources, preferably ones who have not gotten it second or third hand from someone else. Um, and so even though I was very confident in it, uh, the, the risk or the, the downside that the news would ultimately not be or would be proven incorrect was was very high both for me and for baseball prospectus um, since for me to say something like that would probably reflect in some way on the company so it was something that I talked about a bunch with you and and some other people and sort of made some efforts to try to confirm it with someone else, but not, you know, I didn't go all Woodward and, and Bernstein on it or anything. Um, just because I don't have all that many contexts all on. And, uh, and because 
if I am going to be internet famous at any point, uh, I would prefer that it not be for a, a steroid story. Just because, you know, I, I've never been very interested in the, the steroid angle and wasn't particularly eager to touch off another steroid storm. Um, Can I interrupt? Yes, please. I, I mean, you had a, a rationale or, or you had a point of view about what I should do and, and maybe you can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I um, wasn't uh, I wasn't super excited to see it published, even if you had confirmed it. And I know that um, you talked to other people who disagree with me. Um, but from my perspective, I don't think that it's a great thing that these things leak in advance and um, benefit to my employer aside. I would rather live, I think, in a world where uh, they don't leak, where um, a player can appeal um, without having um, the public make up their mind about him first. And um, in particular, uh, I, f I think I feel this way because it isn't as though this is going to be something that's going to be um, kept secret forever if he is found guilty. This is not like, um, uh, you know, like, like uh, you know, the uh, conspiracy about Michael Jordan going to play baseball because he'd been suspended by the NBA, uh, which, you know, I don't know. I don't follow basketball all that well. I assume that that's a crackpot theory, but imagine that's true. Well, that's a legitimate thing that has been kept secret for many years. Melky, though, if he had been um, tested, if he had tested positive and been found guilty and his appeal had failed, uh, if he had appealed it and his appeal had failed, um, it would have been known. So really all we would have been doing is bringing the news out more quickly before he really has a, a fair chance uh, to defend himself. I, I always, I think that um, having worked in a newspaper, there's a, um, a real fetish for scoops. Um, but there's a, a real difference between um, having a scoop where you're the only person that has the information, reports the information. Uh, without you, the information would never have been reported and merely being first by five minutes or a month uh, or whatever in an otherwise um, uh, uh, certain story that's going to get out anyway. So uh, it didn't seem to me that there was any real benefit to anybody to the news being out. Um, I, I'm glad that actually nobody did re, uh, report it. Um, I know that you've gotten the sense from, I hope I'm not giving anything away, but you've gotten the sense that there are other reporters around the country who had um, roughly the same amount of information that you did, yeah. and um, yet it managed to be uh, broken by Major League Baseball at the time that um, the system dictated it would be released. And um, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of pleased about that. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm pleased. I'm also surprised. Um, I mean, when was the last time some really big news about baseball was actually broken by Major League Baseball? It seemed. Uh, it's yeah, like I think uh, the winner of Game Seven of the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much broken by Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was told that that other sources had the same story I did before me. 
and were just sitting on it uh, for whatever reason, I, I assume because they couldn't confirm it either. Um, and, and I think somebody, uh, I think some, I think Kevin might've actually tweeted this, uh, or somebody did, uh, that basically said that MLB after the bronze stuff tightened up the shop so much that very few people, um, could, could have been responsible for the information. And so they really did seal up the leaks and it seems to me that that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. I was talking to, to John Prado earlier and he was telling me that, Bud Selig was so angry about the uh, the Braun story leaking that they really tightened things up and made sure there were only so many people who could leak these things. Um, and I guess, I mean, obviously someone leaked something. Uh, if I knew about it, and if and if I knew about it, many other people knew about it. Um, but I guess no one directly involved in the process would confirm it. And so there was no way to get the story any other way than secondhand or, or third hand. I mean, I'm all for leaks in general. I'm all for, um, reporters doing their, their work and breaking stories and getting to the bottom of things. Um, it really is just a distinction between a story that would otherwise go unreported and merely, uh, getting 10 minutes ahead of everybody else so that you pick up a few Twitter followers that um, I, I find kind of uh, dangerous. So uh, can I, uh, do you mind if I steer the Melky question to one more quick uh, angle before we sign off? Okay. Um, Melky Cabrera, because of the timing of this, will be ineligible for the first five games of the postseason. He will be eligible for the sixth game of the postseason. Um, which I think is um, uh, highlights a, a, an issue I have with this. Um, to me, it seems like an unfair system that um, it is merely the fluke of timing that dictates whether the postseason is covered by the suspension. Um, and I really think that if the purpose is to keep the player from playing in the postseason, then it should be automatic, any steroid or uh, PED suspension would make you ineligible for the postseason, and if the point is not to do that, if that is merely a um, side effect to this particular suspension and the timing of it, then there should be uh, no postseason um, suspensions, and uh, Melky Cabrera's suspension should end at the end of the regular season and start for the first five games of the next season, it seems to me totally unfair that some teams would lose their players for the postseason, while others would not merely because of the date of the test. And if Melky Cabrera, for instance, had, uh, it, it, it's unclear exactly how much he protested this, but based on what you know, and based on what has been reported, uh, it, it does seem like he fought it for at least a week. Um, if he had not, then he could be eligible for the postseason, which is a weird, weird thing to me, and I just don't like the inconsistency. Well, I, I guess, yeah, I see your point. I guess uh, effectively, though, because of the time he's coming back, there's no way he'll be able to rehab or get into any game action before the, the playoffs, right? So he would just have to kind of come back completely cold, Right, and I, 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 I think he he will. I mean, I suspect that if the Giants are still in the postseason, my my guess, I, I mean, I know that people have 
fretted about this and uh, I I don't know if there's a precedent for it so maybe I'm totally wrong but I think that there are probably ways that Milky Cabrera could get himself in uh, you know good enough shape to be better than Gregor Blanco in October mm-hmm. um, for instance um, I think that instructional leagues are played in um, around that time so it be that that teams have instructional league action in mm-hmm. their um uh in their arizona complexes and i mean i just i imagine that if the giants really want milky cabrera to get used to game pitching they could probably find a live arm who would pitch to him mm-hmm. yeah i i just wanted to mention you you mentioned how long these rumors seem to be around uh before i got wind of it at all andrew baggerly who is a, a giants reporter uh, a beat reporter for comcast sportsnet uh he heard the same rumors i don't know what his sources were but he asked melky about it um and melky denied anything i i'd have to look at exactly the language he used i'm guessing he said it in a way that maybe left him some sort of out uh yeah, but it, I, 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 there might have been an out, but it was very specific, and it was actually fairly. Um, I mean, he told a story. It, it was pretty clear that he dissembled. Yeah, yeah, he did, and which is fine. I mean, I don't, who, I don't, I wouldn't have expected him to say yes. I mean, he's got a right to an appeal. He shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, I don't particularly think that um, he should have to answer that question. But mm-hmm. there's really no way to avoid answering it without lying. So yeah. I suppose I'm. I'm with him on that. Yeah, I, I contacted Andrew when I found out about this to see if he could tell me anything about it, uh, and he didn't really know any more than he had written. Um, and, I mean, your point, I thought, at the time was interesting that BP is not really known for news breaking, uh, and so even if this had turned out to be true, um, it wouldn't really make a a lasting impact on us maybe unless we were seeking to to build bp into a a news breaking site which is not something that we're really doing and that um you know otherwise so that that the payoff wasn't that high for us compared to some other outlet uh like you know like andrews uh which would get a bigger benefit from breaking this sort of news and that for us, if anything, the the risk of it not coming true or either coming true but turning out to be a successful appeal um, would have led to a, some backlash that would have hurt us. So that was something else we were thinking about. And, I mean, I don't know if you have any sort of emotional reaction to hearing that a player has taken steroids I or any sort of PED. To me, it really... It doesn't change my mood in any way. I, I guess whether I've already been so disillusioned or, I mean, I don't remember ever being particularly disillusioned. I just sort of accept these things uh, as human nature. But to me, the the worst part of this is that now it's going to be much harder the next time a player has what seems to be a breakout or a career year like Cabrera was having. And for all we know, he really was having it. We have no idea whether what he was taking had any effect on his performance. Um, But the next time this happens and someone is having a Cabrera-like season, 
And certain people say, you know, certain people level the steroid accusation just based on the fact that a player is doing something differently. I think it will be harder to convince people that that they shouldn't draw that conclusion now, even though that's I think, not necessarily warranted. I think that cat has long been out of the bag or whatever metaphor is out of whatever metaphorical container. Mm-hmm. Um, so my suspicion is that this will not uh, change many people's uh, suspicions. It seemed to me that we were reaching a point where people were starting to become confident in the testing program. And, and I guess yeah, this maybe. positive result doesn't change that but maybe i mean ryan braun yeah mm-hmm. kind of a big deal so. <laughs> it was yes um all right let's uh wrap it up um because goodness gracious we've given the people way too much <laughs> um we'll be back tomorrow for our final show of the week and um we hope that you are back as well